Hi, this is Joe Huggins with the Rocky Mountain Short Takes on Suicide Prevention Podcast. And today I'm at the Bridging the Divide Conference and talking today with Sarah Brummett, who is the director for the Office of Suicide Prevention for the state of Colorado. Sarah, if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field. Sure. So I am the current director for the State Office of Suicide Prevention in Colorado. I've been with the office for about three years now. Um, Before that, I was actually a practicing attorney uh, for about five years, Um, did mostly domestic and appellate law, Um, and doing family law cases and private practice is actually not the most fun thing you can do with your time. Um, So there was a a job posting for the Suicide Prevention Commission coordinator, and I hopped on it, and they hired me for some reason, um, which was great. And it's been um, a big change, but I really enjoy the work that we do, and I get to work with so many great people, and people are nice to me when I come to meetings. Sometimes I get hugs, and I can assure you that that never happened when I walked into the courtroom before. Um, so it's definitely been a good a good life change. Well, that is probably the most unique response we've had to that. So I'm going to then ask a little bit about, still there was something in that ad other than wanting to get out of the courtroom that said, Yes, suicide prevention was something that you'd like to be involved in. Am I right? You are indeed. Um, Unfortunately, suicide is a topic that touches all of us, and I'm not immune. Uh, I grew up in New Mexico, um, and I lost three friends to suicide before we reached the age of 21. So it's certainly something that affected me growing up. Um, And about a month before I accepted the job, um, one of my good friends lost her husband to suicide. It was also the year that Robin Williams died by suicide. And so I kind of took those all as a sign that, you know, it was something I wanted to get involved in. And my background before law was actually psychology, so it it fit with that. Um, But I think it's something that I, I... personally feel really passionate about, and I feel good about the work that I do, Um, and I really wanted that in a um, career shift um, coming from law to uh, suicide prevention. Feeling passionate and feeling like you're making a difference is is really so important in, in our field. One of the things that we really wanted to talk with you about today is Zero Suicide and the Zero Suicide Initiative here in Colorado. Can you tell us a little bit about zero suicide in Colorado and what's going on here? I would love to. Um, So as you know, zero suicide is a a quality improvement framework for health systems. So it's really a constellation of all of the best practices that health systems can do to close the gaps, to focus on suicide prevention for their clients. And what I really like about it is that it's not all on individual practitioners or providers, we're talking about our systems and how our systems and our institutions and facilities as a whole can do better. So here in Colorado, we have some helpful legislation that was passed um, in 2016 encouraging all of our health systems, um, our community mental health centers, our behavioral health organizations, our substance abuse treatment centers, schools, universities, faith communities, all of these systems to take a look at the model and see what they can do to adopt it. 
Um, so once that legislation was passed, the very next month we had our first Zero Suicide Academy here in Colorado. I'm happy to say we had 19 teams from across the state. Um, we started really pushing for a focus uh, for our community mental health centers since that was kind of an army of the willing um, who saw this as fitting in with their role and their mission. Um, and we also have expanded it to hospital systems, health systems in general, integrated primary care practices. And that was our first academy. We had our second academy um, in April of 2017, so just last month. And I'm happy to say that as of the end of April, Colorado joins one of only two or three states to have trained all of our community mental health centers in the zero suicide framework, um, which I think is the easy part. The heavy lifting all comes after they've been to the academy and they're engaged in revamping their whole system and how it delivers care. We are supporting the agencies that have attended that first academy with a continuing learning collaborative. So we get on the phone, we hash out successes and barriers and challenges where they can share ideas with one another, despite being completely across the state from each other, um, which has really been great. And then we'll continue that for our um, second academy as well. Uh, we also have a few grants in the works, grant applications, I should say, that we're really hoping to get some additional funding support to move the work forward and support those implementation sites with um, some really saturated um, zero suicide efforts. Wow. One of the things I really liked that you said was right there at the very beginning that this is a system-wide approach, that this isn't focusing on individuals. And I think even put that in another perspective is, has the state of Colorado, it's not like you have therapists, really, right? So you really are taking it as this systems approach, helping other systems move along in this initiative. That must really be great. So the state legislator started this in 2016. What do you think was going on in their minds why would they want to adopt something like this? One of the great things about Colorado is that historically we have had good bipartisan support for suicide prevention, um, starting with um, Governor Romer and his first commission in the late 90s, the creation of the Office of Suicide Prevention in statute um, in the year 2000. Um, and we've enjoyed continuing state funding for our suicide prevention efforts in the state. Uh, in 2014, the state legislature created the Suicide Prevention Commission of Colorado, and they're tasked with making data-driven, evidence-based recommendations. And one of their recommendations in their very first year was that health systems should adopt the Zero Suicide Framework. Um, Senator Linda Newell was appointed as a delegate on the Suicide Prevention Commission, and so I think she saw it as an opportunity to say, hey, legislature, we can do this. And so she, through very passionate efforts, moved the bill forward. And I say that not lightly. It took a heavy, heavy lift for her to bring people around to the idea that zero suicide is possible. And that's what we should be aiming for. And so it started with the commission and her hard work um, kind of bringing on board um, the House and the Senate and educating them about what this health systems effort was about. Um, 
And at the same time, kind of in parallel, um, she was also able to get the Joint Budget Committee to allocate additional funding to the State Office of Suicide Prevention, uh, which was fantastic. So we're able to use that money to help move the effort forward. Your office becomes this catalyst to bring zero suicide to other systems. And you've done now two academies. So if I'm a system somewhere out in another part of Colorado, how would, where would I start? What would I do? Our office is always available, and we love to hear from people that are looking at what they could do in their systems. The great thing about Zero Suicide is that there's a dedicated website nationally um, that is a fantastic free resource that has all of the tenets of Zero Suicide on there, all of the tools you might need, free training webinars, uh, just absolutely chock full of free resources that sites can use to start implementing zero suicide and collect those early wins. Um, They have the organizational self-survey that systems can fill out to see what are they currently doing. Uh, They have uh, a workforce survey to see how your uh, workforce feels about their ability to address suicide prevention within the system. And then there's a great listserv um, that they can join as well. That's a national conversation. And it's really great to see when someone posts a question on the Zero Suicide listserv and some of the national faculty who were really instrumental in creating and supporting it weigh in and say, hey, you should check this out, or here's a paper I wrote, or here's the evidence base for this intervention. Um, It's just a really welcoming, opening community to sharing all of those resources that are available. So I guess the first thing I would encourage is reach out and let me know that you want to do that, and we can connect um, any of the sites with existing resources or existing sites that are also operating in their area. Well, that is great. To accompany this podcast, we'll have links for all of those resources that Sarah's just shared with us and any more that um, we get along the way. So this can serve as yet another springboard for institutions, organizations who who are interested. So let's see. So you've done community mental health centers. You've opened it up to hospital systems. Any other groups that um, you'd like to see come on board that maybe they're thinking, well, that doesn't, that's not for me. Is there somebody else out there that would benefit? Yeah. Uh, so we've had a few behavioral health organizations, so kind of that middle link between Um, Medicaid funding um, that have attended and found their niche and how they fit in the model. Um, We've had the same on the substance abuse provider side, so some of the managed service organizations have come, and I'd love to see all of those types of entities trained across the state and supported with the framework. Really, I don't think that we would necessarily turn anyone away. In the coming years, we will be taking a look at how we can adapt the model and make it fit better with um, our school communities, our faith communities, um, the legal system, and the giant entity that that is, and how we can support that community with taking a holistic, comprehensive approach to suicide prevention as well. Great. That's really exciting to think schools, faith communities could all become involved in this. Okay, so we're here at the Bridging the Divide conference, and I know you are one busy person. Is there anything to to wrap up our conversation that you want people to know? 
I would just say that um, there's always something that people can do, whether they're part of a large system or an individual, there's always a role that they can play in suicide prevention. And so reaching out to our office or their local community mental health center, whatever's operating in the area, um, to see how they can get involved. I'd really encourage people to reach out and start the conversation. Well, that wraps it up for this week's Short Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you visit us again. In the meantime, think about giving us a review on Apple's iTunes, and we'll see you next time for more on Short Takes on Suicide Prevention. Mm-hmm.